previously on Champions of the Earth. But what you do see? Is someone stealing your backpack? Learn how to handle this in detention and detention to both of you. Can I finish the test? Four points of damage. From the center of the room lifts a 20-sided crystal. Thousands of years I have defended this world, giving my power to those who could best use it. Never before have I been faced by such children. Can we go? Nope. Oh, oh, Olive tries to kiss him. <laughs> The monster, the proof of alien life, that is a 300-foot-tall biomechanoid kaiju dragon. Just go light this thing up, and like the greatest fireworks show this town has ever seen. I'm the gonna javelin use... flies <laughs> over the kaiju's head. No, no, no! start to glitch, skitzing, and you're back in your street clothes. I just get up and start walking away. How does Hux look? Not great. Oh, Hux collapses to his knees, blood running down his chin. hours since the alien starship was destroyed. A single weekend, but a weekend in which the city of Beach Bay has been utterly transformed. News vans, black vans, strangers who are here looking for the truth. But the people of Beach Bay know what they saw. However, not a single local recording device captured anything. The city's police and the fire stations have been busy with the destruction that carved across the city's edge. While it wasn't a residential area, it was not without its cost. Very few, however, mourn the trees. And while most of Beach Bay is caught up in the drama, of first contact, of alien invasion, of slaying dragons. To the students of Beach Bay High, there is really only one thing worth talking about. The homecoming dance. 
the ultimate in social functions that sets the tone for the entire year, the event of the season. And for this dance, it's the girls who do the asking. In five days, it's going down. In five days, it's dance or die. Welcome, everybody! Hi! <laughs> Welcome to this chapter of Champions of the Earth. I am so glad you have all joined us once again. Um, say hello. Hey. Hi, hello. everybody. Hello. Hashtag Hi. dance or die. <laughs> For people who might be jumping in right now, why don't each of you introduce yourselves and your characters just so <clears throat> we can set the tone and they can learn your lovely voices. Hello, I am Gina DeVivo and I play Olive. Hi, I'm Amanda Powers and I play Mel. I'm Marcy Campos and I play Martha. Hey, I'm Jackson Lansing and I play Nico. Uh, hi, I'm Jesse V. Hill and I play Huxley. I love it. And you all play them so well. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. <laughs> so you all had a very interesting Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, Understatement of the century. I mean, look, uh, sometimes. Oh, come on, Mel! Sometimes you turn into a giant octopus and fight a giant dragon with your friends. You know what happens. However, as we've said, it has been 48 hours. Huxley, how did you spend your weekend? <laughs> I spent the weekend in the hospital. They are trying to find my parents, but they can't. <gasps> or they just can't get a hold of them. Okay. They're gone, they're not here. Oh, they're out of town. They're out of town. Um, when they rushed you to the hospital, um, it didn't look good. You were really quite damaged. By Saturday night, the diagnosis had started to look a little bit better. And by Sunday, the nurse was confused why you were here at all. Um, Huxley is feeling deeply responsible still for uh, the events of the destruction of the part of the town with the tragic misfire. So it, that's been the thing that keeps waking him up every time from mm. like drifting in and out is thinking about all that stuff. And uh, so he's actually like pretty somber. Fantastic. So Hux, when you, when you wake up on that Sunday, you find this note next to yourself. Uh, it's been left with a stuffed raccoon. I found it in the gift shop. I thought it was appropriate. So it says, um, Huxley, hope you are feeling better. We were all worried about you and the, this is underlined, car accident. Don't feel bad, nothing was your fault, okay? See you soon, Martha. And there is a flower next to Martha. Martha signed it with Martha and then a flower next to it. It's a butterfly, it. but oh, Martha's it's a butterfly. not. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Huxley, Huxley saw a flower. Nico. So, my dad, we had a big fight. Uh, he didn't believe me, he never believes me. Ever since mom died, he hasn't believed anything I fucking said. So I, I, I locked myself in the garage, uh, and I've basically just been drumming. Um, he won't let me leave. Uh, I told him I want to go visit my friend Hux in the hospital. Uh, he tells me I don't even have a friend named Hux, that I'm just lying to him because I want to get more drugs. And uh, I've been working on a song uh, that I call Champions of the Earth. Utterly my, 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 my hands are My hands are bleeding. Uh, I really feel like uh, if this ever happens again, I need to be a better drummer because uh, there was some real screw-ups there and I feel like people lost their lives because of me. And no one even believes me, so what's the fucking point, you know? Martha. <laughs> Martha had a very busy weekend. She's been doing a lot of work. Okay, so basically she got home and then immediately was like checking news feeds and you know get onto online forums, check out conspiracy theory sites. And then when she wasn't doing that, she was 
testing her suit in her room with the door locked and the chair jammed under the handle. She's been talking to Icosagon a lot. He hasn't responded, but every time she's in the suit, she's kind of like just kind of pestering him. And eventually he's going to have to respond. And she's told her mom, listen, I've got a group project. And she's kind of ranted and her mom eventually caved and gave her the car keys um, to go to the hospital to check on Hux. She stopped in the gift shop and grabbed a little gift. And when she showed up, Hux was unconscious. And he looked so small and fragile in that hospital bed um, that she just wrote a note and left it there for him. The last thing is um, before I leave the hospital, can I make a roll to find the thing you I'm looking for? make a roll to find the thing you're looking for. Okay, done. Okay, you get the thing you were looking for. Lovely. Does it look appropriately graphic? Yes. Olive. Um, so Olive uh, immediately went home, told her mother absolutely everything. Oh, um, God. And her mom was totally okay with it because she's definitely had alien encounters before in the past and knew that this day was coming. She begged to go visit Hux in the hospital, but her mother does not believe in um, standard medicine, so oh she God. was not allowed. Um, <laughs> so mainly she was volunteering at the local animal rescue, Happy Whiskers Animal Rescue. Uh, our mission has been to uh, find all of the displaced animals that were either in the forest or ran away during the attacks and reuniting them with their families. And you had a, an emotionally exhausting but it, she's, she's extremely empathetically burned out. It was a lot of crying and a lot of hugging and a lot of um, hair. <laughs> she may have an allergy now, she's not sure. There was a lot of things going on in Olive's mm -hmm. life, and yeah. a, a spontaneous allergy, <clears throat> I'm sure, makes a lot of sense, physiologically. Mm -hmm. Emotions manifest in all kinds of ways. Indeed they do. <laughs> Mel, how did your weekend go? So, when last y'all left me, uh, I went into the woods. Um, because every Friday night, uh, there is a party there that either you are cool enough to know about or you're not. So I went party, drinking, smoking, then was the last one just kind of hanging around, probably like... As the sun started to come up. And then wandered over to the hospital to find Hux. Just kind of stayed there for, you know, maybe 10 minutes and then borrowed her, her mom's car and drove to spend the weekend in Modesto with uh, her dad, uh, who doesn't really give a shit about what he does or doesn't do. The, the one thing I will say is that, that I just want to finish off with is Mel spent zero time contemplating any of what it meant, what it like means to her, like what, whatever. And anytime that started creeping in, you know, time for another drink or something else of right. distraction. My doctor. The, this. All right. Did you can, can I ask a quick question? <coughs> Just because I'm curious. Have they heard about Beach Bay and Modesto? What you all have to understand is there is no footage of this. Right. So do they know about Beach Bay and Modesto? Is it's like, what's in Beach Bay? It's getting, like you said, the news was there. The are they, what are they broadcasting? Mass hysteria and small beach town. Right. So uh, that's what I'm and saying. Do they? Do they? Forest is, on fire. Is that a thing where everybody's hearing about that? Like, yeah. oh, there was this Kids massive fire in. There's a massive fire. This small town took some some you know crazy. There was some kind of insane, um, perhaps a terrorist attack. But then there's people in the town saying it was an alien. There was a giant knight. There was this giant robot <laughs> cat. Like, 
It's all sounding Did very crazy, die? and a lot of every news channel has a different kind of spin. Are there, this is. Yes. Are there any deaths? Fatality. Any? Any? There were no deaths. Oh. And it's Monday morning. Your alarm clocks go off, and it's time for school. Is the football field damaged? How interesting! You should ask. As you all show up at school, you see that the football field has been cordoned off the center of it. Because, as you recall, jutting up out of the center of the football field <laughs> is a massive spire of quartz and gold. Oops, easy. <laughs> there is a... Martha is secretly delighted that she's fucked up the football team. She has been at the... <laughs> teasing end of many a rude jocks torture and she is just secretly like <laughs> sorry the not that she's petty or anything the scuttlebutt that you're able to kind of gather from the hallways is that the school board is very excited to <gasps> discover oh. what to do about this spire and better and better. Monday mornings are great, school is great, oh, and funding, how exciting. And uh, though homecoming is on the horizon, they're already putting up banners. Uh, the football team has figured out they're gonna use a different, uh, they're gonna co-op the soccer field over at the middle school. That's where they're gonna play their big game. So don't worry, the football team will still have their big game. But the Beach Bay High football team is nothing to sneeze at. They're not much at all, really. That's the opposite. I know, I realize I yeah. used it. They are something to sneeze at. They are, they are definitely- They are constantly sneezed at. They are sneezable. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dance. That's what's on everyone's mind. I have put a note in everyone's locker, like hesitating at Mel's, being like, oh, should I? Um, uh, about um, scheduling a meeting, and then I've written my phone number. Like, we need to talk, like, team meeting after school. Please. Yeah, Mel pulls it out of her locker, reads it, crumples it in a ball and throws it over her shoulder and walks away. Down the hallway. You have your first class, none of you share a class. You have your second class, none of you share a class. However, you do share a lunch period. Uh, all of us? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh. How does tabling work at this school? Like, I mean, is it like a traditional high school? There's just cliques and you've oh. got sort of the various tables and they all have their various places and if you don't really have a click then it's kind of hard to find a seat. With the exception of there's also outside seating. You do not need to eat your food in the cafeteria. There's also an outside quad. So lunch at the Beach Bay High is a little bit more spread out than a traditional kind of closed box experience. Yeah, I mean Mel absolutely eats lunch outside in a freaks and geeks-ish type of situation. Um, so. Yeah, sure. Taki and I would probably be eating lunch together. Um, Nico's with him and really unsure like what to tell him. Telling his dad about shit didn't really go all that well, so he's actually kind of keeping it to himself. He's mostly just being quiet about it. Um, and he would see outside Mel on her own sort of hanging out there. Yo, Taki, I'm, I, um, no offense, man, I'm just, uh, I need some time like, to myself. What? You need some time to yourself. What is this, like, touchy-feely club? No, man, I just, uh, I, like, nod over it now. Whoa. 
Whoa, you can't, you can't just take a shot at the top. Oh, Nico. All right, dude. I feel, go for it, go for it. Hey, Taki knows how it goes. Yeah, man. You got the space. Do what you gotta do. You know me, always shooting for the top. And I get up and I walk over there. Martha is going to try to find, her priority list goes, Olive, Hux, Nico, Mel. <laughs> In terms of intimidated by them. And so I will try to find Olive first, just to see if she's in the lunchroom. All right. Is Olive in the lunchroom? No. Uh, not, Olive never eats lunch indoors, always outside. She has a favorite tree, but this time she's not by her tree because she has been on a mission to find Hux and she couldn't find him over the weekend. Where's Hux? Uh, Hux is late to lunch <laughs> because Hux has been to the library. <gasps> Sorry. Uh, be still Martha's heart. Uh, Hux was Don't looking too much into it. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, a little late. Uh, was looking for books on, um, like, spiritualism and meditation, and um, basically only managed mm -hmm. to find the Tao of Pooh, but <laughs> has checked that out and is um, far away from everybody else, sort of like in a grassy knoll area, kind of near where the burnouts are, where people aren't, like, really paying attention, maybe, like, there, but also has, like, the Tao of Pooh and maybe, like, a book on, like, Native American... Um, Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like so rituals. You're just mainlining. Suddenly, Hux got religion, but doesn't know what that means. Right. No, want to find, want to get in touch with something, find some inner peace, maybe, something like that. So Hux is there. But, like, you don't want people seeing you. No, right? I'm pretty far away. Yeah, like, you're pretty hidden. Yeah, behind a tree with a book. So, also, probably not recognizable as Huxley. So no one can find Huxley. He's probably still in the hospital. He's probably still in the hospital. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Okay, so while Olive looks for Hux and Martha looks for Olive, Nico finds Mel. I don't sit down. I just, like, walk over and stand within your eyesight. Think we could talk? Depends what you want to talk about. You know what I want to talk about. We probably shouldn't do it around here. I'll just kind of cast a look around at everyone else and very lackadaisically follows him wherever he's going. I just go over to a, frankly, a place where normally I would go to like smoke a cigarette or something. <laughs> to which I was like, perfect, and I pull one out. Uh, and I pull out a lighter. I've got like a, um, I've got like an old, uh, like Vietnam era Zippo. Put the cigarette in my mouth and I make him light it like that. Yeah. <sighs> well. So that shit happened, right? Like it like really happened, like, like, like I'm not crazy? I'm. No psychologist, but yeah, it happened. <laughs> Spent the whole weekend wondering maybe I was crazy. Yeah. Not about this particular fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get your point. Where were you on Friday night? I didn't see you. We got Hux to the hospital and then my dad uh, spent about three hours yelling at me, um, about 20% in English, the rest in Greek. And then I spent the rest of the night playing drums, which I've been doing for the last uh, few. You do know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. All right. I couldn't get out. My, um... My dad's kind of strict. Uh, 
I've, uh, I've fucked up a lot and uh, doesn't really take a lot to make him think I'm fucking up again. So sometimes when uh, I go out with uh, four people I barely know and turn into a massive octopus and fight a giant dragon, uh, he thinks instead that I was, um, you know, shooting up again or something. So that's kind of where that lands. Huh. All that tells me is you need to be better about hiding your shit, man. <laughs> and he turns like like he's really trying to still be cool, but he actually gets really serious for a minute. Like you see like the like the the guy who's one day going to be like a 35-year-old man. But now he's like a you know 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid. But he like looks at you. That's not as funny as you think it is. Dude, I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from. I'm not trying to give you any shit. I know. Everyone's I, got their own stuff, right? Yeah. Like, lucky for me, I'm terrified of needles. <laughs> All right, that is as funny as you think it is. Look, you get the letter from Martha. <laughs> yeah. I know you're going to want to ignore it, and I don't think it's done with us. And I pull out the lighter, and I put the lighter to my hand. What the and, fuck are you doing? And it just covers my hand. I say, Hail Satan. Uh, and ideally, the suit manifests just over my hand to protect me from the fire. And then I let it go back, flip the lighter back. It's still inside of us. It's not letting us go. We can't ignore it or pretend like it's not there. We can't go Be surprised at my life. ability to ignore things when I really put my mind to it. I don't doubt it. All I'm saying is that I think we're in this together and and I know how damn annoying that girl is, but we might have to listen to her for half a second if we're going to figure out a way to not have this be our lives. So what, you came all the way over here to try to convince me to go to this little club meeting? And, you know, to bum a cigarette? I came all the way over here because I need someone else in this group who doesn't see the fun and games. She just kind of raises her eyebrow at him, like, not quite sure what to think. Drops a cigarette on the floor, puts, puts it out with her foot. Guess I'll see you there. How exciting. My mom will be so excited. I finally joined a school club. Cool. And then as she's walking away, I just, I, I just throw over my shoulder. If you want the good cover, tell them I asked you to that dance. And then I'm Greek and I don't know how these dances work. Didn't know you needed to wait for you. And then I walk away. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the intermission of... Episode 7, which is the first episode of our Chapter 2 arc. I hope you're relaxing with a cool beverage. I know I am. Pomple Moose LaCroix, shout out. You know you want to sponsor us because you're delicious. Mmm. So refreshing. But enough about Bumble Moose LaCroix. Now, I want to talk to you guys about a few of the things going on um, right now in Champions of the 
Earth World. Um, First off, I want to thank all of you for joining us. Uh, if you caught our Champions of the Past live show on Saving Throw, uh, it was a total blast to do. Uh, so welcome to all you new listeners who are joining us. Uh, and if you're wondering, like, who are these characters and how is that going to impact this? Well, I just want you all to know that the effects and ramifications of Champions of the Past will be slowly felt throughout the Champions of the Earth adventure. That was not a one-shot with no ramifications, and those stakes are high. So keep that in mind. Uh, Last time around, we told you guys that we are opening up Jumbotron messages. I want to let you all know that uh, we are getting them from you. Thank you so much. And we also have some still some spots available. So if you would like us to hype your podcast or your art or your Kickstarter or whatever it is you personally are passionate about, we are more than happy to spread the word and the love with you, our wonderful community. So that's great, too. Uh, After episode six, which was our uh, feedback episode, we got some really great ideas from people, including our players, and uh, I did do some tweaking of the system. Uh, Just to kind of reiterate so that you guys are kept in the loop, some of the main changes to the system uh, are regarding uh, something that's about to kick in in part two uh, with the PowerPoint kudos system. So basically, as soon as a player has a great role-playing moment, they're able to be given by another player a coin worth five power points. Um, These coins are kind of passed around in a free-flowing manner, but it lets us reward each other for awesome moments of RP. Uh, So kind of if you hear some of that and you're like, what's going on? That is indeed what is going on. Uh, I've also tweaked a lot of the powers so that everything's a little bit more balanced, not in the direction of striving away from uh, awesome moments, but rather trying to empower our players to have some really kick-ass exploits, right? We got that feedback that it's really fun to kind of hit a sweet spot where everything's just really clicking and you're able to deploy some awesome jazz. Well, we wanted all of our players to have some awesome jazz. Uh, So that has now been uh, installed. Lastly, I just want to remind everyone that our players do also have social power strikes. These are social bolsters uh, that they can use for personal uh, kind of role play combat, right? Personal stakes uh, and social stakes that they can spend points on and deploy in order to uh, maximize those roles. But they always do come at a cost, uh, much like life. Nothing is ever free. I think that's it for me and this intermission. Um, Once again, I love all of you. You're all wonderful. And uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Hunt us down on Stitcher. Kind of just spread the word and bang the drum. Um, Everything's going, you know, great. I love the reviews that you guys are leaving. They're awesome. Um, But we could always use a few more. So uh, with that in mind, we're going to release you to the rest of this episode. I hope you love the yummy, yummy social conflict of this teenage adventure. I know I did. Uh, You can notice I'm pretty quiet throughout this entire episode because, I mean, how do you get in the way of such awesome social interaction? I know I can't. So with that, I'm going to let you guys go and have yourselves an adventure. I am giving my social, or not even social, I'm giving my like awesome RP five point power chip to Mel for that amazing last scene. Do I find anybody? 
do you find anybody? Uh, are you aggressively searching? Are you moving everywhere? Do you eat? I mean, so Martha always packs for lunch in a little brown bag, and she does eat it by herself every day. Um, Martha packs her lunch, not her mom? No, my mom wouldn't pack my lunch. Oh. That's not, that's not my mom. Um, I pack her lunch sometimes. Uh, anyways, I mean, like, I will do the full circuit, but if I don't find all of in that thing, I will. Um, let's go ahead. Got it. So we yeah. Found, let's go ahead and say you can find all. Hey, Olive. Hi. Okay. Have you seen Hux? Um, I saw him at the hospital. Uh, How did he look? Unconscious. The whole time. I mean, I was only there for a little bit. The nurses were like, "Say your piece and get out." Do you know if he's back in school yet? I haven't seen him today, but look, the hospital is probably the best place for him. So I'm sure he's going to be fine. It just might take a while. How are you doing? She just hugs you. <laughs> okay, Martha, Martha definitely goes in for the hug. It's going to be okay, okay? We're going to figure this out. We're going to make a plan, and we're going to take it one step at a time. And that's the way I've been dealing with it, and I find it's very effective to just plan and have a plan and then have it be a backup plan. Um, because this is new and it's different, mm -hmm. and um, you haven't told anybody, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Didn't you? Uh, no. Who did you tell? My mom. She instantly shrieks because she thinks you're about to get mad at her. Okay. Well, um, what did your mom say? Um, well, but she was she like you're crazy, or I'm calling the government, or anything like that? No, she believed me like she always does. Did your mom tell anybody else? She probably told Mark. My stepdad. You know, the media is kind of wondering what's going on. But isn't that a good thing? Well, yes, but... I mean, aliens are real. The population should know now. Uh, yes, yes. Right now, we don't know what's going on. And the government doesn't know what's going on. And the media doesn't know what's going on. No one really knows what's going on. I'd like to figure out what's going on before everybody else, just so we can be in a position of knowing things, right? Uh-huh. But we should keep it to ourselves until we can be sure what's going on, right? So we don't cause a panic. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. It's okay, it's okay. Olive, don't cry. You look like you're gonna cry. Please don't cry. I'm okay. Um, what did you bring for lunch? Um, I have brownie, I have an extra brownie. Would you like one? I have celery. <laughs> oh, Olive, oh my god, don't cry. Here, I have a handkerchief. I did. I started embroidering for a while. Here, look. I forgot the peanut butter. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know? <laughs> um, okay, I really need to find hugs and make sure he's okay. Do you think you could drive me to the hospital after school, after the meeting? Yeah, yeah, we'll find hugs. We'll go visit him, okay? Okay. I, I left him a note. He's gonna have a note for him when he wakes up. It's gonna Was be Was okay. it a nice note? Of course. I wish I could have signed it. Don't worry. He's gonna be okay. Everything's okay. I talked to the nurses there. They said he was on the mend. They were like, he looks doing better than we thought. He's gonna be okay. Oh okay. my God, stop crying, you poor Okay, thing. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm fine. Like Martha's gonna pull you in now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, look, everything's gonna be okay. I'm gonna figure everything out. It's gonna be fine. I've got this. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Here. Are you allowed to have brownies? Is there milk in it? Yeah. No. Oh gosh. Um, okay, well I'll I'll learn to get a dessert that you like. Let's think of it. Let's talk about something that's not earth shattering craziness, right? That's a normal thing normal people talk about. 
hey, uh, what are you gonna do about uh, homecoming? I don't, that's right, you're homeschooled, so you don't know. What is that? Okay, um, it's, a, it's a dance. Oh, um, like a party? Yeah, like a party, they play music. I usually work the ticket booth because they ask me because they know no one will go with me, but um, uh, you know, it's fun. I'll go with you. Martha's heart fucking stops. Like she, her whole face freezes for like, you can tell like whatever you said is like rocked her world in some weird way. And then it's like, just like, it's like a computer rebooting in her brain. Do, do you want to go with me? Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 um, 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 uh, well, yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yes, of course, I would love to go with you. Uh, we can go as friends, but you can also take a date to it, too. Um, do you, uh, um, I could get you a, a corsage. I mean, I, I thought you maybe want to, might want to go with, um, she's, and she's like, clearly doesn't want to say this. Like, I thought you maybe wanted to go with um, Nico since you seem to, uh, like, you know what, we'll figure it out. If that, don't worry, asking is always a nightmare. All his eyes go wide. <laughs> <laughs> We can go as friends and have an amazing time. And we can pick dresses together? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's gonna be something fun to look forward to at the end of the week. She's bright red now. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about the Nico thing. Uh-huh. I'm just, we'll go as friends and maybe we'll see him there. Okay. Or not, maybe we won't see him there and we'll just dance. Um, but either or. Uh, okay. But look. Uh, maybe we can talk to our moms about going to the mall. Or, you know, make a dress. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It'll be fun. Something fun at the end of the week that's not this. And I'll see if I can get away from the ticket booth for a bit. Okay. Cool. Let's, let's take a deep breath. Let's eat our lunch. And why don't you tell me more about homeschool? Right, I'm gonna, I'm like gonna opposite this and say, I'm gonna give you each one of my... Oh! I'm gonna not save it. I'm just gonna Big keep rolling. it going. Yeah. I'm well, gonna we can re-gift? Yeah. Yeah, re-gift. Yeah, oh, you can give them back and forth and whatever. Okay. Until, until a time of need where I, did, yeah. I did not realize that. Thank that you. is fucking awesome. And then you can just, and then you can cash them in for five when you want the five. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But otherwise you can keep passing them back and forth as much as you want. That's so cool. Oh, okay. Okay. If you spend Great. it, it goes back to Colin yeah. and then Colin can give it again. I understand. Yeah. That's okay. so cool. The next class period passes, tick. Tick. So none of us have classes with each other except for Martha and Mel have that one class. Big school. There's a lot of different. I also programs. think I'm in a lower grade than you guys. I always thought we were. I figured we I, were juniors because like we had to be at least. I know I'm emotionally younger than all of you. You're all supposed to be juniors. Okay. I would be fine with Olive being a sophomore. Okay. Olive can also be I a. Take can I go to the sometimes? I could just be younger because like, am I allowed to go to the home? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Home, it's not like homecoming. It's not home. Home's the only one. Oh, okay. Because again, I'm also homeschooled, so I don't know how it works. <laughs> wait, wait. And you can and you can even go to prom as a sophomore as long as you're going. Yeah, you're with invited a by it. I went to last period of the day. Earth sciences. Yeah. Martha is like in her seat, like clearly like twitchy. And Mel's right behind you. Right? Yeah, and she's gonna turn around, she's like, you're mad at me or whatever, but like, I'm gonna handle the situation with Mr. Tetley, okay? I've got it. Okay. Okay, just at the end of class, don't worry about it. Like, you'll go on that Disney trip. Oh, right. All right, everyone, settle down. Settle down, it's time to...
Oh, yes, Martha? Oh, I just had a quick question. Since you're our Earth Sciences teacher, could you explain the um, giant quartz and gold spike in our, our field? That seems like something a um, Earth Science teacher would know. Yes, Martha, obviously I can explain the 25-foot-tall spire of quartz and gold that exists in our field. Are you happy? Oh, did you explain it? No, obviously I didn't explain it. I have no idea how it appeared there. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Mel's just sitting behind her and just kind of like really enjoying this. Then they go through the class. It's a relatively mundane class. He is aggressively ignoring all of the class chatter, all the whispers, all the notes, and he's just trying to get through this day. And the bell rings, and it is the end. We're done with class, Martha. Oh, it's, what? It's a quick thing. Uh, just, I need to speak to you for five minutes after class. <sighs> yes, Martha. She's gonna wait till everyone clears. Of course she is. Oh, I was just wondering. Um, I did not leave, right? I did not leave. I, no, you should. She kind of like nods, like like a get out of here, <laughs> or like hang by the door. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to know if um, Mel and I could retake the pop quiz. No, the pop quiz happened. Okay. You both. Well, it's just that Mr. Tetley, you know, <sighs> being left alone in detention, I don't know if you've heard, but they didn't listen to me and Hux ended up in the hospital. And she's gonna pull out the photocopy of this, of the note. And I mean, I tried to get them to stay, but they didn't. And we have this note here that says that, you know, <sighs> that you left and went to a, a card game and left us all unsupervised and... Oh. oh, this is a photocopy, by the way. The real one's at home. Oh. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> and Martha's like dropped the shaken ad and is like, like I am... Yeah, no, he sees it. Answer me this question. Is Huxley all right? I visited him in the hospital on Sunday. He was in a car crash. They think he's doing better. And you shouldn't have sent me to detention in the first place. You? Mm -hmm. <sighs> I think what I'm asking is pretty minor, Mr. Tetley. Just to retake a pop quiz. I can't let you retake a pop quiz. That defeats the point of a pop quiz. What I can do is I can allow you each, let's say, 10 points of extra credit for a five-page paper about uh, what you think that spire is in the field. Three pages. With a bibliography. Done. She puts out her hand. He shakes it. Yeah, Mel's been standing in the doorway, just like kind of going from like, what the fuck is this? To like getting kind of like excited and a little bit impressed. And then the paper gets mentioned and her face just falls again. And she's just <laughs> like, the, the got, whole journey. I got it down on. to three pages. And Mr. Tedley cuts his eyes over to Mel. You're lucky you have such a good friend. Martha is like, like doing this hand signal, like, oh God, like, like shut yeah, the second, shut up, the second Tedley turns his back, she flips him off with both hands. And, like, and then Martha's like, thank you, Mr. Tedley. And then she like goes and like grabs your shoulder and kind of like turns, steers you away from the class. Look, and I you're know, out. I know you're not happy about the paper and I know you're happy at me, but I tried, okay? You think I'm going to like physically attack you or something? No, like, I think you're gonna say something really mean and it's just tensing me up, okay? You need to relax. I don't ever relax. That, yeah, that explains a lot. Look, I just blackmailed a faculty member for me 
but also for you. I mean, listen, that was pretty amazing. I didn't think you had that in you. No one fucks with my GPA. I'm not writing it for you, but I, we'll get it done fast. I, I didn't ask. No. I'm not an idiot, you know? No, I know you're not an idiot. I think you might have bad priorities sometimes, or different priorities than me sometimes. How about you stop talking and I'll stop talking. your head? I'll stop talking. And where does this meeting take place? Oh, um, good question. Where is a room that only total pathetic nerds go to? The library has a microfish area. Martha loves it there. It's quiet. The beautiful microfish. Yes. That's where I put in the notes for everyone to meet. <laughs> There's all sorts of exciting newspapers from like 30 years ago actually, that it's no one else actually, wants. Honestly, I've been meaning to research that meadow and I, with local newspapers, and actually this is perfect, so let's go. And the librarian says, oh, Martha, good to see you again. Oh, hi, Martha. We both have the same name. Oh, and then she sees Mel walk in and Olive and a, a handsome young man, and then, and she's like, oh, The handsome young man is Nico. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's Nico, and she's like, Ma Martha, you, ha you have friends with you today. And she kind of, Martha kind of like puffs up slightly, and she's like, yes, I do. And y'all trot back. <clears throat> Huxley does not go. Uh, was planning on going uh, when he thought maybe it was just Martha, but sees everybody else like going in and can't quite face everybody yet sort of at that moment feels very responsible so he has gone um back to the parking lot and uh can i can i roll to see if i spot him i want to do the, i want to do the same if, if it doesn't succeed on martha on, on um mm -hmm. her side i'm too excited to have friends in my microfiche room <laughs> <laughs> and i'm too set on he's still probably at the hospital yeah. He um, looked really bad. <laughs> I kind of want to call it a, it's not really an agility or subterfuge roll, but I do think it's a luck roll. It's a matter of looking up at the right time. Okay, sure, yeah. As so. your eyes kind of cruise around the lab. And Hux, I'm gonna need you to roll against this. Mm -hmm. That would be a subterfuge roll, That right? would definitely be a subterfuge roll. Okay. Nope, don't need it. That's a nine. It's a 19. Shit, all right, you saw me. Hey guys. Um, I will be right back in just a second. I left something in my locker, and now I have to write this fucking paper, okay? Give me like 10 minutes. Okay, cool. You all right? Um, so I like trail him out to where he's going. Right. Um, yeah, the, uh, it's gonna be hard to find. The Huxley mobile is wrecked, so it's, uh, Huxley has borrowed one of his dad's other cars. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and uh, it's just a Lincoln, you know, nothing. <laughs> She doesn't, uh, Mel doesn't yell after him. She just runs up behind him. Hey, us. Whoa, whoa, you can't sneak up on a guy like that. Uh, but, hey. Where are you going? I was gonna go home, actually. You know, of all the people I thought that would skip out on this meeting, you weren't on that list. Actually, only I was. I, did, I, I, was, surprised to, I was surprised to see you going in. Oh, shit. I, I kind of got strong-armed by two different people. So I didn't really have much of a choice. I just didn't uh, think that it was a good idea for me to go. Uh, I kind of made a mess of things last time, and uh, it definitely just sort of seems like whatever's going on, Martha's got it under control. What are you talking about? 
You well, mean I kinda, a mess of things. I kind of lit part of the town on fire, for starters. Uh, that was my bad. Pretty sure. I was the one who pulled the trigger. I missed. Thought I had it. Didn't. Uh, that's been kind of, that well, was like the I whole mean, day. The, that dragon thing breathed fire at me and I ducked and then it set the forest on fire again. I'm not blaming myself for that. Well, I'm working on not blaming myself for the other thing too, but I'm not there yet, maybe. Isolation doesn't look good on you. I'm working on- It's more on of a me thing and I don't really want you stealing my thunder here. I, that's intimidating. Um, fair, fair. I wasn't trying to, you know, steal anybody's, no, steal anybody's no, blues. You, you misunderstand me. Listen, I'm not, not super good at being nice to people. Okay, I'm trying to be nice to you. You seem more upset than someone like you is apt to be able to handle well. Well, that's what I'm working on. I'm trying to uh, get a handle on it and uh, and sort of achieve like the kind of a zen sort of thing about the whole thing. I get this is this is this is something different. This is a different like Asian cool thought. But like for example, like did you know that you're kind of uh, and I mean this in like a positive way, but you're kind of like the Eeyore sort of like. And as the book sort of describes it, like like it, it's important. It embodies like one of the. Did you just call me a donkey? Well, I called you a lovable companion. Okay, okay, okay. Stop talking. Listen, if you ever tell any of them that I said this, I will punch you in the throat. That is meant to be intimidating. Yes, anyway. effective. But we're not a team without you. All right. Okay. Well, actually means quite a bit coming from you. So, I guess there's a meeting I'm supposed to be at. Yeah, let's go. All right. Okay. But you need to wait like three minutes. I don't want them to know that I brought you back. Okay. Deal. In the meantime, I think it's just been like, we've just been kind of sitting there and like, I've just been um. like looking between Olive and Nico and Olive and Nico. And then I'm like, I'm like, don't, I'm like, I'm like vibrating my like, in Martha's internal thing. It's like, don't you dare ask her. Don't you dare ask her. <laughs> Or like, don't ask him, don't ask him. Like, she's like, she's just, no, I do what you want. No. <laughs> Nico's like, just so awkward. Like, like, yeah. like so, <laughs> like painfully, like every part of him that is normally cool is instead just like shut in. Um, especially once Mel leaves. Martha might as well not even be in the room. Like, he's, he's literally, he's, his whole thing is just like, he kind of makes an initial eye contact with you and then, and then just like, <clears throat> Down, down yeah. to the desk. Once I hold, once the, the eye contact with Nico happens, it no longer happens. And anytime she can sense that Martha's looking at her, she just gives a quick head shake of no, like stop <laughs> looking at me. And um, like you're gonna ruin it. Like I'm so uncomfortable. You just hear a lot of like occasional like <laughs> like giggles, and then a <laughs> sorry. And. Uh, Mel walks in and just kind of like takes stock of the situation and just kind of like hugs her top down a couple of inches. Oh. <laughs> um. And like all of notices that and takes her like like baggy jacket off. Like everybody and notices that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no way any Everybody is um, fascinated. No, it doesn't, listen, it's yeah. a practice art. It's very oh, yeah. subtle. Yeah. And then no. like 
tosses her hair over one shoulder and oh, then no, just, sits down. Yeah, she just Everyone senses. in the room is just like, ooh. <laughs> At least that's how all of yeah, it, all of his uh, ooh moments. Martha is deeply conflicted. Um. Which is when a shadow darkens the doorway and it is Mr. Huxley. Oh shit. Hey! Hey, Oh my god, you're okay! Hawks! Olive stands up immediately. Way to be late, dude. Hawks, man! And I I stand up and immediately walk over and like, and like touch him like he's not, like, like, I can't believe he's real. Man, are you all right? I wanted to visit you in the hospital, but my father, he wouldn't let me visit. He was being a total gun. I'm really, really sorry, man. Are you all right? Are you feeling okay? Yeah, yeah. uh, Jesus, you look Check it out. Check it out. Dude, you look incredible. How'd you do this? No idea. Absolutely no idea. (laughs) Great. Are we glad All of hands are just over her mouth and she's just staring at you. It's so good to see you, man. It's good to see you. It's, it's good to see you guys, too. Wow, hospitals are incredible. Hey, they... I've <laughs> hey. never been to a hospital before. Yo, Hux, I am... Um, just before we get started, I, I, I just want to say, man, and I guess this goes for all of you, but, like, I'm sorry for letting you down, man. Oh, no. What? You didn't let me down? Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm the one who, like, lit part of the town on fire, and, uh... What? No, we all did that. Dude, we, like, all smashed the town. That was, yeah, like, okay. we all did. Yeah, we were all together. Let's all own that. Okay, and because we talked, I'd meet Mel's eyes for just a second, and I let it go. Can I, can I, can I just really quick, I'm really, really sorry, can I run an empathy wisdom check to see if I can put together the two and two that Mel did that with him? Sure. It's uh, a nine. Okay. Look, I know we're all dealing with this in different ways, but I think we need a plan of attack about how we're gonna handle up, what's going on. I've Basically, we need to figure out who is attacking us, what the heck is Icosagon, what's gonna happen next, and how we're going to address if anyone comes around and starts asking about our involvement in any of this. Does that <sighs> seem reasonable to everybody? Look, I don't wanna get hauled away in a government van. It's a good point. Neither do I. It's it's a very slim possibility, Olive, but we need to make sure we're being careful. Nobody caught any of this on camera. What are we in danger of? Look, we don't know when the next thing's going to happen. And there's a lot of eyes on this. It might never happen. We could be so lucky. But we should just have a backup plan in case there is. I told my mom, guys. Yeah. I told my dad. He didn't believe me. Olive looks back up at you. Really? What, your mom believe you? Yeah. Shit, your mom is cool. Yeah, she's been expecting the alien invasion for a few years now. Your homeschool what? life is very interesting. Hey, uh, important question. Yes. Did the authorities talk to any of you? Oh no, please tell me no one talked to you. Well, they tried once or twice. Like, they came in, like, I was admitted to the hospital. But you didn't say anything. I told them I was in a car accident. Did Perfect. Did they find the car? Is there blood on it? And, like, guts? Well, the car's wrecked. Like, they have to... I'm sure that's probably been taken in to be studied. Um, yeah, I'm just sitting back, and I'm, like, drawing on my arm. Okay. <laughs> While they're all okay, having cool. this conversation. I, so I was the only one. That's good. That's good. That means that most of them are probably not, like, paying that much attention. They didn't come find you guys. So, good. So, Great. They bought it. So now, here's the thing. Has anyone been in the woods since then? I want to go check out the meadow. I would like to talk to Oikosagon again. He wasn't listening when I powered up the suit. So that's kind of on my... Wait, you powered up the suit? Yeah. You didn't? Don't do it here. No, I I didn't want to touch that. I didn't want to touch any of that stuff. I was in the hospital. actively trying not to think suit on. (laughs) (laughs) 
You have to like say the phrase or something similar to what you did when you first put it on. It helps if you focus on the, uh, the energy. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to get familiar with them in a safe place where no one can see you. I got several of those. All right, cool. Let me look at my list. She like pulled out her notebook and she starts going through it. Oh, um, watch out for Mr. Tetley. He might be kind of mad. Just stay out of his way. And if he says anything about a no, just play cool. And then that guy can suck my balls. Okay, that's gross. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna probably gonna go to the university at some point this week um, to do further research if anyone wants to come along for that. I can come with you. And I, then everyone, I want you to be looking at this one specific website. She's gonna write the website, that main conspiracy theory website. It's a GeoCities site? It is. <laughs> it's on Angel Fire? No, no, no. They, trust me, they're, they're actually pretty legit. Oh. It is a website called The Exception Agency. And they keep pretty good track of what is going on in the world, and... They've sent an agent here, specifically here. So just be wary for that. No, oh. not the exception agency. They spelled <laughs> correctly. You shut your face. Anyways, I'm planning a trip to the university library and to Icosagon. If anyone wants to come with, that's on my agenda list. Oh, I'm going. I will go to any and all libraries. I'm, I want to talk to Icosagon. Okay. The answers we seek. But getting into the woods is going to be very tricky. I have no idea the kind of police presence I've been able to sneak past in my life. Mm. Uh, you put Mel and I on that, I bet we can make it to Icosagon with no problems. All right. Only after that, putting it that way, has Mel become at all interested in what is happening right here. Right here. All right, anybody else, any other thoughts? If we find this agent, if he approaches us, are we supposed to tell him the truth? Nope. We're just going to tell him what Huck's told the people in the hospital for right now, until we know it's someone we can trust. Right now, Olive, we need to operate under the assumption that we need to keep this on the quiet. No one has any idea we were involved in any of this. Why do we have to say anything or have any stories straight? I, I, look, it's, you're possibly right, Mel, that we may never have to say anything, but just in case. We never know who saw what. I didn't have my mask up the entire time when I was on that field, did you? That's a good point. Listen, I would love none of this to be necessary, but it's crazy, crazy stuff is happening. And Icosagon implied that it's happened before, so there should be a trail, and we all need to be extra vigilant and careful. Olive has gone quiet, and she looks like she's thinking really, really hard about something and has completely checked out of this conversation, and then looks up and says, Someone stole my backpack on the first day of school. I mean, backpacks get jacked a lot. No, no, they left a note. What? What note? Um. Did you know, you, so you saw them? Y yeah, uh, he's kind of thin and blonde. Um, kind of like an elf. An elf? Oh, like, shit, really? Keebler yeah. or well, Legolas? Yeah, like, uh, it was about the same thing. What like, did the oh. say? Um, it said, one of them can't be trusted. That's one of who? I don't know, that's all it said. Do you still have the note? I think so. Well, um, Rubbish is in backpack, pulls wait, out notes. Wait, your backpack and then gave it back to you? 
I caught up with them. But they had put a note inside. Yeah, it was the only thing. I, I tried to find him to maybe he put his stuff. It may not have been for me, but if we're supposed to be really paranoid right now, that was probably for me. Well, we don't know. Could be in just a dumb prank or some weird in-joke. Don't get in-jokes. Um, Is there a yearbook? There's, yeah, there's a whole collection of yearbooks in the library. We could look together if you want. Yeah. We'll coordinate. Let's say, let's, I'm going to get everyone's phone number. So she's got like, like, her, her like, literal address book, and she's like already writing stuff down. Also, and home addresses, just in case of an emergency. <laughs> she's just going to take all the notes. <laughs> Are we done? Go mm-hmm. team? No? She puts her hand in the center? Hand. All of his hand. All right. It's this stupid thing the sports teams do, but all right. I put my hand in. Yeah, I put my hand in too. Peer pressure, Mel! <laughs> Go team! Hey! Oh, um, this is so exciting. Yeah, I've been um, I've been thinking uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna be a team, we should probably not just call ourselves a team. Uh, we're not we're not doing Satan. Anything Satan related is banned. No, no, no. I'm not. First off, you gotta get over your like small-minded religiosity. And second off, I can I can make you mixtape. And second off. Hard pass. I cost a gun. He kept, uh, he kept calling us something. Kind of stuck with me, I think. Uh, Teenagers? Uh, champions. Champions of the Earth is created and DM'd by Colin Kelly and produced and audio designed by Jesse V. Hill. Featured in the cast were Amanda Powers as Mel, Marcy Campos as Martha, Jesse V. Hill as Huxley, Jackson Lansing as Nico, and Gina DeVivo as Olive. Our original theme music is by Stephen Gizzi. Thanks to everyone who came out and supported us on Saving Throw over the past week. We love you and we are glad to be back. Keep rating and reviewing and telling your friends. It helps a lot. Interact with the Champions cast hashtag and keep being awesome. The secret word is unexpected.